0: Uh, while you went to get your coffee Fred yes <clears throat> I had one of those Dan Durand conversations now, you've had many we all have <clears throat> where he quietly just you know asked the question subtly you know he said to me and I quote hey here's how it started actually because you said I've got to give me a
1: couple minutes I've got to go take my garbage out did you not Yes, I wish I wish you hadn't have said that, because I imagine a lot of listeners think that I have have someone that puts the garbage out for me. <laughs> you know, being, <laughs> being a notable broadcaster. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh, proceed. Proceed, no, yeah. Proceed. No, no, notable no, state no, quite <laughs> no, no, wherever I was going to go is nowhere near as much fun as that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people think. Oh, I can't believe Patterson puts out his. own. <laughs> That's that's possibly the funniest thing anybody's going to say in this entire show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I I really oh, burst. Yeah. I burst the bubble for a lot of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, your conversation with Dan. I'm not done with this. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Just so you said you're getting your garbage, and Dan says to me. He says to me. He says, "When's the? Have you ever read?" The recycling requirements, like you know, the card they sometimes send you with the things that are aren't, are and are not allowed to be recycled. And I said, "Well, I think maybe one time I did." <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I didn't realize this is a- <laughs> 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 being recorded. Okay,
1: you know we're doing the show. <laughs> no, I hit my things twice, sorry, go ahead <laughs> uh, yes. I, uh,
0: and, and At first, again. well no, so at first you think And, and for people who aren't friends with Dan
2: <laughs> At first,
0: none. no, there are very few people But what you have to know about Dan is He asks that kind of question Because there's, there's something behind that question And what's behind that question And I probed further I said, are you asking me that Because you feel there may be some holes In my recycling game <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of conversation with dan where it starts off innocently and the next thing you know you're
2: being scolded mm-hmm. i you know i just i was just asking because if you read it then you know you'd have a better and clearer understanding of things that that can and cannot go into recycling <laughs> i've just noticed that there's some things that you've uh, recycled <laughs> when i've stayed there that, that That's maybe... what I, you see what i'm talking about you see what i'm talking about
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know where to begin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. And, of course, I get defensive, as you do with Dan, because you you suspect that there's something there. And I said, well, what about organic material? I I take care of that. And you, of course, living in Peterborough, you guys haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, that's only a pilot project right now, as far as I know. So, yeah. And then Dan tells me he takes his coffee grounds. And uh, puts them at the base of trees. And I said, well, why don't you take the next batch and shove them
1: up your hoop? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's easy to do up north. But what do you do at home with the coffee grounds if you're not, you know, because you have a coffee step right outside and there's trees all around you. Right. What's
2: one to do in an urban setting? Well, you find a tree and then you yeah, know like a, about, yeah. it needs a little more high acidity, acidity kind yeah, of. Well, yeah. there's, there's, there's,
1: i agree that was a stupid question there's trees, yeah, and, yeah there's trees I everywhere, everywhere. Trees. okay uh, trees everywhere I know yeah myself.
0: thanks for the help <laughs> 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 i appreciate that so yeah. dan what I, have you I noticed to have that question back yeah, and, yeah. we could re- we could edit that yeah. out because you know what like a lot of the, you're gonna burst the bubble of a lot of yeah. listeners who thought you were you know had somebody to ask questions for you yeah right Dude. so dan what have you seen in my recycling that you've spent that's You found suspicious.
2: Well, just uh, I've noticed you've put a few paper towels in the uh, in the recycling. And And why? And you're not supposed to put paper towels. Paper towels are not recycling. Why they're paper? Well, they're not really paper. They're like you do. You don't put tissue and toilet paper and paper paper towel is amongst that. that world like if if paper is being recycled it can't be stained with oils and things and so paper towels are mostly that's what you use them for is to wipe up stuff right so i think uh i'm not sure if toronto's changed it during covid but it used to be able to yeah, put it in the he's uh, right in the organic bin. It says uh, because they usually come in
0: contact with food waste grease and possibly bodily fluids Although I don't know what you're using your paper towels for. They are not to be cleaned during the recycling process and should not be with other clean paper, waste-like magazines, and copy paper. Well, Mm -hmm. what about that? Dan, thank you very much. You know what that is? I'm going to take that as a constructive. uh, It's not even criticism. A constructive um, bit of uh, information. I appreciate that. All right.
1: And I don't read the rules because then I don't feel bad when I cheat. I can, <laughs> I can claim ignorance. Well, ignorance. No, you could right. just claim that the
0: guy that puts out your garbage doesn't know the rules. That's what you can do,
2: Dan. I, had, you know what, Daniel, I had no idea. Well, you know, every day is a, a learning experience. Yes, you it is. To, you know, look for things that uh, can enrich your mind and make you a wholer person. Thanks, well, Dan. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Listen, I
1: just—I'm going to admit it right now. I just cheated. I uh, Last week, I for whatever reason, I forgot on Tuesday to put it out, so my recycling was pretty full, mm-hmm. so it doesn't go for another two weeks, so I've had to take some of my recycling and put it in with my regular garbage, which I did this morning,
2: because I don't know what to do with it. I don't have an incinerator, <laughs> <laughs> so I cheated this morning. You don't have another bin that you can store it in for another week or somewhere? Nope. You know, I got I to
0: nope. be honest with you. I've nope. done that. I can't tell you how many times I've done that in the last couple of months where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go. Now. Especially with my, if it's paper garbage, I will put it in with the recycling sometimes. You know, if it's, uh, I know if I'm not going to get another week out of it. Mm.
1: Listen, life is stressful. Yeah, it I is. It, yeah. Especially when sometimes you're living things, next to Dan. Sometimes things fall between the cracks.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. You well, know, I, there, there's a there's a point to be made, though, that your recycling is is somewhat pointless because there's a lot of it just can't be recycled, even though we try and think that it can be. That's just not being done. So
1: and the people at that. the other end that are encouraging recycling for uh, for cost reasons, sometimes, you know, just shove it all together. Um, yeah. But you know what, Dan that doesn't happen.
0: Dan, here's the thing that you can count on. I'm tr- we're trying our best. We're just trying our best every day.
2: Right, yeah. Well, you know, no one's perfect, and, you know, as long mm-hmm. as you're trying to achieve greater things day to day. You're you right. um, Well, let's start the show here in a minute or two. We,
0: uh, I was going to say there's a thing I've been saving, and I thought before I forget again, let me ask you guys. This is from Ricky Gervais. You can only keep three. Are you ready for a little game? Here we go.
1: Howard, can I just interject because yes, I came to the table this morning with um, the idea for a little game too. Oh my goodness, is that crazy? Let's have mine a fun the, game. Mine's, mine's, I want to call mine the Prices Right, so I don't know. You might want to look for that music if you okay. want to be really cheesy about it. But anyway, um, I this don't need
0: is to. Fun. Well, hopefully, potentially,
2: this could be fun for all of us, uh, and we can vote for which game is funner. No, Hold on a second. Fun. Why competition? can't play the... You know. <laughs> said the competitive Fred Patterson. Right. Yeah. Why is everything
0: a competition with you, Dan? <laughs> yeah, right. Hang on a second. <laughs> you know, with Dan Duran, you always got to watch out. Oh, it's a oh, double or yeah, nothing. Right. Yeah. Everything is a competition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just try playing a
2: game of any sort with Fred. I
0: will know. say... Yeah, well, and me, I was going to say, I'm, I'm a little competitive as well. I uh, I hadn't noticed that either. Yeah. The other day, Mm -hmm. the other day I threw my, I had a disposable razor and I shave in the shower and, uh, I threw my disposable razor. I opened the shower door and I threw it into a, uh, waste paper basket next to the toilet Right, and it it went in the first time and I fist pumped (laughs) and I was like, yes. I did. Yes. I was like, that is so cool. I still got it. I still got it. No rim. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I've got the Price Right music. Okay, well, my little thing isn't much of a game. It was just more of a a thought. uh, What do they call that? What's the current? Thought experiment. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Ricky Gervais tweeted uh, last week. He says, you can only keep three of these items. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Mobile phone. Bread, driving, alcohol, pets, TV, dancing, novels, haircuts, passport, sick pay. I'll repeat. Haircuts, passport, sick pay, novels, TV, dancing, pets, alcohol, mobile phone or bread or driving. You can only keep three. Dan Duran. Mobile phone would be number one. Hold on. Hold on, I'm going to write this down uh, Dan says
2: So Dan, phone, yep uh, Two would be pet. Pets, phone, I love it And uh, Gee, the next one is uh, uh,
0: Driving, you still have a choice between Driving, bread Who would choose bread? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I was going to raise a question um, Within this structure Is that your only source of uh, food Or is just bread You'll be able to eat other things I don't have all the rules. Okay. Yeah. Okay. so. Bread. It was just yeah, bread. Idea of bread. So, the idea of bread. So Dan's the phone one I eat my spaghetti, I can't have bread with it, is what you're saying. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you can have a phone. <laughs> Dan, right. uh you're at phone pets and uh, one more, Dan. Um driving, I think I All right, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Frederick Patterson. Uh Frederick J. Definitely uh, pets.
1: Nice. We're all keeping pets. They're medicinal. Yeah. Driving too. you got to get around. Right. And I was going to say passport because I like to travel, but I got to go with dancing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: I knew that. <laughs> I was going to say that
0: was so predictable. I'm going to go with pets, mm-hmm. bread, <laughs> haircuts. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, I think I would go with. Uh, it's interesting that sick pays in there. I think I could go. Obviously, pets is number one. Phone number two, and driving for me.
2: Yeah. See, you you would be the more. more well, no, you couldn't because you're a golfer. You'd have to you have to get to, have to drive places. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, because you're in you're more of the inner city than, than uh, Fred or myself. That's right. So you'd have more of an opportunity to do that. But if you're going to golf uh, courses, there's just that just isn't going to work. So, yeah. Okay.
0: It, it do you want to play? I, I hear what you're saying. Do you want to play the Price is Right game? And by the yeah. way, yes. uh, once we start okay. the show, yeah, I have <laughs> another incredible hole-in-one story.
1: Oh, um, really good. Oh, okay, yeah. Great. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, buddy. Does it
0: involve you? Yes. No. What? He did it? No. Anticipation. No way. Oh. (laughs) Not what we're going to do. Dude, don't you think that if I got a hole in one, I would send out an alert? You know? I guess so. I would have the guy that does my alerts send that out. Yeah.
2: All right. Well. You could have let that ride a little bit for us to. No, no, because I don't don't want to.
0: But I don't want to give the wrong impression. I do have a great hole in one story. All right, Uh, Fred, are we going to play the prices right now before we get the show started? If you want, okay. Because the music's playing. Play it later. Okay. We could. We could save it. Oh no no,
1: do it quickly. Um, There's a little story behind it. Uh, Mother-in-law is over. We thought we'd have a little uh, takeout treat last night. Hadn't had fish and chips in a long time little place down the road here called heritage fish and chips uh, you know has a pretty good reputation haven't been there in years i gave them a call without looking at the prices and ordered uh three fish two chips uh a mushy pea little thing of gravy okay so that's three pieces of halibut right two orders of chips small gravy medium mushy peas dan and howard Whoever gets closest to the price without going over will receive a foot massage the next time I see <laughs> <laughs> it. I,
0: I was wondering what, what the price was. Uh, Pardon me? Now, just, just foot? Anything in the calf area or just foot?
1: Okay, if you get within a dollar, you'll get the calf and foot. All right. All right. Uh, so, so you got a, that. Okay, now, by the way, I've, I've got it. Is it's halibut.
0: A, it's halibut. But is this an order? Like, was it a, an order of fish and chips, or do you order the fish separate from the chips?
1: Yeah, because, you know, usually three fish with three chips. That's a lot of chips. Oh, I see too. So you My order the fish separately. Okay. Yes. Three halibut again.
0: All right. So three fish, two chips, one gravy, and what else? And a uh, medium mushy peas. Mushy peas. All right, Dan, do you oh, want to... Yeah. Listen, I think I'm going to get this because I'm more uh, in tune with the takeout economy.
2: Yeah, I think you But I'm going to get you... I'll let you go first, yeah. Daniel. Well, the, the first... Uh, the puzzling part is the mushy peas. Yeah, Dan. that's then, the outlier. Know, yeah, Who knows what they charge for them? they charge for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't pay anything for that. But anyway, um, I, I'm going to go with uh, $64. Sixty four dollars. Sixty four dollars. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, like, roughly ten bucks of fish. $10, Ten, twenty, thirty. Bucks. Is that yeah.
1: uh, uh, okay? Should I have done this with tax or without? I, I'm my. I oh. went into this, thing and I haven't given anything away yet. Should this be before HST? No, or? no. Uh, the,
0: the full the, the total bill should be what you're telling us.
1: Okay, the full hit. The full hit. Yeah. Okay,
0: so, Dan, you you're gonna go with sixty four dollars? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say. And that's including hst and and all that stuff okay and mushy peas mushy peas three fish two chips gravy mushy peas that's not a 64 four dollar takeout item i'm gonna say that's closer to 48 dollars that's my i'm giving so dan was 64 i'm 48 what is the retail price of that item
1: fred Well, let me uh, say this first, the whole reason I'm having this game, because, you you know, I wouldn't even thought of this unless the Fredman was traumatized. Yeah, I know, I know. I (laughs) I know.
0: But I also feel the Fredman can be traumatized at $48. At
1: $64, he's, like, going to go down there. And again, uh, the Fredman should have known when he went online to order. I ordered and then went to pick up. None of the prices were on there, so... You know, I should have been tipped off then. Anyway, I walk in. My order's ready. Uh, she packages it all up. She said, how are you paying? I said, with Visa. And she goes, okay, three fish, two chip. Uh, $77.60. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Has the world gone crazy? That's ridiculous. Each piece of halibut was nineteen seventy-five, And she said under her breath, oh, the cost of halibut. Wait a second.
0: Yes. E- what? Well, wait a second. If each piece of halibut, that would be $60. Get that a little closer there. Let me say that. Hal- go over here. Your- okay, stop. Each halibut, each piece of halibut was 19. 19- wait a minute. So, okay, stop for a second. You can stop that. So, $19 without chips?
1: Yeah, it would have been $60 just for three pieces of chips. See, or, yeah, three pieces of fish, I'm sorry. So, yeah.
0: so when they sell their fish and chips... And halman 's outraged when they sell when they sell fish and chips, like if you were to order a, a, if you were to place an order for an order of fish and chips, what would that have cost?
1: It would, ha- would be over twenty dollars and I know the price of fish has gone wacky um, and I had heard that halibut but and then, you know, my mother-in-law, she's funny because I went in with the bill and I said, you guys better enjoy this. And I'm going to be watching you. You better.
0: Enjoy <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fun.
1: Right. That's fun for everybody. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So she says, Freddie, you should not have paid. I said, well, what I was supposed to do is she said when she to- she said when she told you $77, she should have said no, thank you and walked out. And then part of me scratching my head going, hey, maybe I could have done that. But again, you know, I ordered it. I didn't ask what the price was. Again, I was taken aback. I'd say...
0: Uh, listen, I have a lot more experience recently ordering in than the two of you. I'm surprised for two things. One, the price is unbelievable. It's ridiculous. And when he said $64, I'm like, no way. Yeah. You know, an order of fish and chips. I, there's a place down the street here. You know, I, I've gone in there sometime in the last uh, few years. It's like, you know, the whole thing was 18 bucks. You know, fish and chips, right. fish the chips. Yeah. But... um, what, what the other thing that I found unusual about your story is the fact that there was no prices online. That's really odd. Well, that's a tip-off.
1: Some places do that.
0: I've never seen that. I don't yeah. see that a lot, and I order in a lot. I mean, on Uber Eats and yeah. all, there's very few places I've seen that
2: don't have yeah. the price. No, I know. See, and now, no. one, of the, one of the places in Peterborough here, I just looked this up, uh, yeah. which has got uh, you know pretty good reputation, it's uh, Jeff Prairie's Fish and Chips. And their oh, that's takeout. a good last name, Pervy. Okay, go
1: ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they when they
2: were opening a store,
0: did anyone say maybe yeah. we shouldn't use our last names? Yeah. Why? Because it's Pervy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, Ultra you going to go to Purvy's for some of their fish? Uh, yeah. Anyway, what what's the cost? The cost for one piece of halibut by itself is ten dollars and seventy nine cents. There, with chips one piece is yeah. 1909 on takeout.
0: What's, what's the pervy That's... special <laughs> I'm going I will down say for the these pervy were,
2: these were pretty big
1: pieces of fish it's, I will allow that right okay not worth the money
0: N- not even for the halibut
1: <laughs> <There> <laughs> well, when, I, when I, when yeah, I was at well, the fish and chip store everybody's seen that sign we, uh, we fry fish just for the halibut oh yeah Oh, yeah. yeah. I was bringing that back for you. Yeah. Dude, I'm really uh, surprised. I never, uh, if you had,
0: I wouldn't have guessed $77 for three pieces of fish. No,
1: thank you, sir. No, I know. And you know what the sad, the sad part of that is? Yes. Guess where I will never go again? That's the sad part. Yeah. And you know, I don't know what their costs are, and I know they have to adjust their prices accordingly and what they bring the fish in for, and blah, 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 blah. But I'll tell you, in Brampton, For half that price, I could get more food and a lot better. Oh, yeah, tons more enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like jerk, Caribbean, Indian, all those things.
0: Yeah. So let's. uh, So we'll take fish and chips off the list of makeup, driving, bread, mobile phone, alcohol, pets. (laughs) Uh, so, um, well, there you go. So we had a little fun game there to the start of the show. And uh, Jackie, uh, formerly known as Jackie Delaney, Jackie Budden, mm-hmm. uh, will be with us today. Dan Duran's new. Did you want to say something before we start the actual well, show? Well,
1: just one more. Dan yeah. um, won the foot massage. Uh, oh, that's yes right. Dan was closer. <laughs> one hey, stipulation, yeah. Dan, when I go to massage your feet, you will have to move your cock out of the way. Okay? Mm, there you go.
0: And, okay, and our very first, it only took 50, no, 21 minutes to our first. Dan Duran
2: dick joke this episode of Hubble and Fred is being broadcast (laughs) to the
0: world (laughs) what that's
2: right hey get that out of the way Dan this is this was not included with the prize I'm just trying to move the show along that's right yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, from Hubble and Fred Studios in Toronto, beautiful Brampton, and from the Kawartha Heights area of Peterborough. Oh, and is it's brought right? to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and HealthGage. And now, here are two men who are trying to decide what page in Fred's dad joke book to put the pizza dough mask on before or after the dogs can't operate MRI machines, but cats can... Joe It's humble and friend There you go There you go There you go Uh, 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 uh,
0: uh. You know uh, It's uh, part of the uh, You know The story of uh, My golf life That uh, this is the uh, I started golfing in 1971 That was the first year I played golf My dad Lewis uh, Somewhere in the First couple of years Of my golfing Memory my father got a hole-in-one at a golf course north of Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, in an area called Waska Sioux. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, for, it's sort of, I don't know if you've ever been up there, Dan, or that part of the world, but it's like, nor, like Lumbee used, Lumbee's parents, uh, I think had a, yeah, a place, a, a little, place up north there, way north, yeah, way north of that, yeah. yeah, and he did some guiding up there, canoeing and such, but my dad, uh, in the I'm getting the hole-in-one, is my father, Got a hole-in-one, and I remember at his store in Ideal Menswear, there was a picture of Waska Sioux and a little caption about where Dad got the hole-in-one. That was my oh. sort of first memory. Do you have that? It's somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess. So up until 2013, so whatever, from 1971 to 2013, I'd never even seen a hole-in-one. I mean, I'd been in a lot of groups where guys hit it close. I hit it close. I've hit it close three or four times this summer. In fact, you know, I just uh, put a few pictures up on my social media this summer. I'm like, you know, one foot away from the hole close, but whatever. And uh, I've had a couple close calls recently. I had one a week or so ago where I thought it was going in and was, I held my breath and it didn't go in. So we're having. The, so the point is up until 2013, when my brother got a hole in one, that was the first one I saw that summer, a couple months later, I saw another one. And then yesterday, we were having this conversation waiting to hit onto the green at this golf course I was at. Generally, and it was a grown-up golf course, but I'm going to tell you, the hole was one of these little quirky little holes that sometimes you'll see at a course like this. It was only 81 yards. Oh. Very unusual. Mm-hmm. You, know, most, you know, mostly there in the 150-plus range, but every once in a while, it's a quirky green, and it's all funky, and out in Scarborough, by the way, we're... Out near you, uh, where you grew up. Um, and we're having this conversation, and the four of us go. Uh, one guy go, we all hit the green. I was the third one. I was saying, oh, this would be a cute hole to get my hole-in-one on. I was the third guy to hit. I, I I hit it on the green, I don't know, 15, 20 feet from the hole. And then the fourth guy hits, and one hops it into the cup. Like, it was his second hole-in-one this summer, and only the third one I've ever seen— and I don't know how to describe that. I was the most excited person in the group. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I just found wow. it so amazing to see it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's only 81 yards, but it was on a tee. And he hit it onto the green and it went in the hole. And I was like, wow. And That's what a great view. It was fantastic. With only 81 yards. Great point. It's right there. You know, the, the other two that I saw were on longer par threes but it was just the conversation as i just described it it was so weird and it was around a bunch of other holes there was two or three that were very close to us so everyone could hear us screaming and the guy it was also the guy his name is bruce McEwen. he was also the guy hosting the tournament like he put it together he organized it he's a great guy It was his golf course and uh yeah, when it went in, I didn't know what to do. Like I was like, we we're all high fiving and such, and then I, we hugged, and it was just, it was just neat.
1: And he has to buy uh, a round for everyone. Is that still? Uh, yeah. Well, the, they don't.
0: Golf courses have what's called hole in one insurance, where oh, right. they basically yes. have a rider for the summer, and yeah, you all go in and get a free beer. I had a free non alcoholic triple bogey,
1: Fred. Oh. Have you triple ever had bogey one? Does it all alcohol? Yeah, pretty good too. Because often there's a couple of courses around here. We always. I don't see triple bogey like in the stores or anything. It just seems to be a golf courses, and it's quite refreshing. It is pretty good, and the
0: non-alcoholic version that I had was very nice. Mm-hmm. Little sidebar, though, Dan and Fred, like, like since COVID, you know, when we stopped shaking hands with people, like the fist bump, really kind of came into its own because you can sort of you know fist bump or knuckles whatever you want to call it with somebody yeah but let me ask you this if I go to fist bump you and I put my hand in a fist yeah why do you have so I fist bumped this one guy and he had his hand open all and I'm like well close your hand because I'm obviously coming in for the fist bump
1: I, I think I know why, why? sometimes you think the guy's motioning to, to shake no, I, hands with you and so you have your hand out and then by the time you sort of clue in. No, I hear you, but right. it, but this was like... Maybe clearly maybe he, I know, he bump. thought we were high-fiving, yeah. but I had my
0: fist already in the fist bump position. You don't come yeah. at me with the hand up, you come in
1: with the fist. You know what he's saying today? I'm golfing with fucking Howard yesterday, and he pu- punches my... <laughs> <laughs> he kept punching me in the hand! <laughs> That's right. Why is he punching me What's in the What's that hand? all about? I go to high-five the guy, and he hits me.
0: But clearly the high-five signal is indicated by... The high-five. But when you go to fist bump, you don't high-five
1: a... Uh, anyway. Yeah, a small... the question would be, who initiated? You initiated I first?
2: I did. I, I initiated. he did? I'm okay. All right gray area. Uh, it nice was spring. a gray area. But, but I with I did, COVID, it, you know, social norms have been all, you know, um, uprooted. So, you know, you know, if you can hug someone anymore or you can kiss them or, you know. Or massage their feet until they get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that stuff is like. A, <laughs> <you
1: know. laughs> then
0: used to, to be normal. go over to
1: Perv's. <laughs> go to pervs.
0: Hey, hey, can I get my foot massage over at Perv's while I'm chomping on a $20 piece of cod or halibut? <laughs> Um. Anyway, yeah, so oh, I saw well, that It a was a great cool.
1: story. Again, I've never seen one, but again, it's, you know, the law of averages. I'm not on a course as much as you are. Did your dad ever have more than one? No, just had the one. It's going to happen for you one day. I don't it's know. Hey, you think
0: it would. Like I said, last week or the week before, I didn't even tell you that I it was one of those ones where it was going at the hole and I sort of paused for a second thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, you say things like, you know, be the right club or looks good or whatever. And then it one hopped and then it was a foot past the hole and I was like, wow, that had a chance. That definitely Mm could have gone in. But what's cool, back to this guy, just quickly and then we'll move on and start the show. You could clearly see where the ball mark hit Mm -hmm. just prior to the hole and then then it sort of go, the way it went in, it just goes in You think it sort of dribbles in; it just goes in quick like the hole caught it and it stayed in yeah and uh with a pin in yeah how that
1: happens you know and
0: and so we took pictures and we all and uh yeah it was cool man and i was keeping his card because that's the other thing is that in tournaments you always keep another person's card and you keep your own score so i got to write down the one which was i've never done before in a tournament it was cool
1: in a situation like that with the pin help being in or like lessen the circumference like that's what i find amazing a lot has to come together for a hole in one when you think about it you said 81 but on average say 140 150 yeah 150 yards, range, for that yeah. little ball to find that little hole from that far out it's
0: it's crazy I think that's an interesting question. Does the pin help? I think the pin, depending on how fast it goes in, like this one, mm-hmm. the pin helped because it, it went in on the second hop and then stayed. So it might, it might've got caught at the bottom in the pin dead on, hit a dead, dead on. on right. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the one that my brother got in 2013 was one where it hit, rolled a little bit and then went in. So that, in that case, the pin wouldn't have mattered because it went in like a putt.
2: Anyway, Yeah, I'll tell you. How did the hole in oneer do? Did he? uh, Did he win the tournament? uh, I don't think so. Um, He was,
0: you know, he's a really good golfer, and it was his course, and he played great. The How man did not play so well. Oh, but that happens from time to time. Mm
1: -hmm. You didn't break eighty, though.
0: Oh, look here is Jackie. Did I break eighty, or did I hit make? Did I shoot over eighty?
1: Is that I'm what you're asking me? You were still under 80. You were in the 70s still. I, I really, I good. can't really
0: talk about it right now. <laughs> no, it was a uh, bed that's shitting. That's it was good. a bed shitting festival. Do you know why four putted a green yesterday? Four <laughs> putted. Mm. Four putted. Oh, that's awful. Four times I putted before the ball went in the hole. Who does that? Oh. I I feel (laughs) you. I do. Dan. You know what, though? I I, I counted. It was one of those things where it was such a long green. I actually counted off the steps just because I I was kind of curious as to how long the plot was. It was 96 feet. And it took me four times to get it in the hole. It's pretty interesting. Mm. Uh, Jackie's standing by for a bit. That's okay. Uh, Dan's coming back. Um, We got to get to, uh, you know, some of the fine folks that... Mm-hmm. And support us, Fred, if you want to start us off today. Right. As we say, uh, a good morning to one and all.
1: Just part of the sports report, and I'll whip into Bo Dog. Um, yeah. It's that's a great story, and uh, you're going to see the Blue Jays Friday night. Bo Bichette, this guy is on a tear, man. Yeah, you were saying it's before the show. It's a home run in the bottom of the eighth last night. Jays beat the uh, Tampa Bay Rays 3-2. Big victory. They really needed it. Bo Bichette, last 11 games, Howard. He's hitting 5-11 with seven home runs and 21 RBI. How much? 5-11? 5-11. Seven home runs, uh,
0: 21 RBIs. And you're saying that uh, when you and I were at the game with our buddy Mike from Buffalo, <laughs> uh, everyone was on fire that night. It was a 9-2 uh, route over the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. But I don't recall him. But you say the ladies love his flow. He's got uh, some kind of cool hair. Or,
1: oh, guys, you know, some guys just have it made, right? He's young, single, good looking, got the hair that everyone loves. And now he's a superstar baseball player. Yeah. What more could you want. Well, somebody puts his garbage out. <laughs> I was going to say. He's probably got somebody massaging his feet right now. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the early line is in for the Buffalo Bills Monday Nighter against the Tennessee Titans. I tell you that because the focus a lot of focus on the bills they are a ten point favorite isn 't that wild mm-hmm. isn 't that something the over under forty nine points whether you 're a sports better a horse racing fan, a poker casino player bodog your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, feature-rich poker room, to their fully-loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. That's Bodog.
0: i am tell you another thing, my friends. Go. Just go. Go, Daddy. Go, Daddy. Uh, if you're looking to uh, start your website, you can do it for free. That's right. You don't even need a credit card. GoDaddy gives you free and friendly 24-7 phone support. That means around the clock, you can call them, figure it out, and they're there to help you every step of the way. If you've had an idea, you're an entrepreneur, you want to start a small business, this is the way to do it. They've got everything you need to get your business online, create the domain, create the website, and off you go. There's no better time than now with GoDaddy's system. That's how you go with GoDaddy Try it out No credit cards Even required As I mentioned Visit GoDaddy.ca To learn more You and I were uh, both uh, Well I'm not surprised But just sort of like Oh The Emmys were on last night And uh, I found it out Because one of the first things I do When I get down here in the office Is I go to the uh, CTV website hmm Pretty comprehensive, you know, lots of uh, yeah. different stories. There, there was a story of that tragic shooting yesterday between uh, Mississauga and Milton, and one of the other stories I saw was, "Oh, the Emmys were on, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, for some reason, it I don't know surprised me how early I just don't know. maybe is it Is it September all the time? I, I, you know, not being in real radio, I've kind of forgotten.
1: I don't know, Howie, same thing. I had no idea. Yesterday, you know, it was a rainy day. The radio was on in the background.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I had 680 on for a while because, uh, you know, when the uh, when the shooting took place, I wanted to sort of see what was going on. Yeah. Um, but there was no talk, you know, during uh, the, the news wheel there of the Emmys. So I had no idea until this morning that they were even held.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think uh, Who was hosting it here I got the name It was one of the kids From uh, SNL uh, Yeah yeah. I know I know We should be better prepared uh, the uh, Some of the big winners Succession You know I wanted to just mention Succession Because I, on your guys' Recommend I watched it or I started watching it But I don't know You know I got through uh, I think most of The first season I don't know how many seasons they've done, but I, I it was one of those ones that I was kind of into it and then sort of not. It, it's weird. I, I find myself doing that more and more. Like, Dan introduced me to Westworld a few weeks ago. I was all hot and bothered for, like, the first season. Mm-hmm. I was watching it, like, binging it. Mm-hmm. And then I was just kind of like, ah, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it won for Outstanding Drama, drama Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other highlights uh, One of the guys from the um, uh, La, 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 Ted Lasso won uh, Ted Lasso won I think yeah, What's his face Jason Sudeikis won uh,
1: Yes it, it, it won outstanding comedy series Yeah it? and
0: Sudeikis won uh, Outstanding actor mm-hmm. uh, Supporting actor Was the guy Brett Goldstein He uh, is one of the uh, Sort of He's the grumpy guy mm-hmm. Yeah Anyway
1: uh, yeah, I you know it's got to be um, difficult. Can you imagine being the selectors nowadays? Remember, in the old days before streaming and all these services, you know the, the sort of field was a lot <laughs> smaller than it is now. Yeah, just think about that. All no, the no. stuff that you have to go through—it's it's
0: well, and and I've been—I uh, was talking to some people recently. Like, give me something I should watch, and and I came across this series. Michael Keaton is in. It was nominated for uh, an outstanding limited series. And it's called Dope Sick. And it's been recommended to me by a few different people. But the thing is, you know, it's on Hulu in the States. And I'm trying to think. It's not on Netflix. It's not streaming on Crave. Mm -hmm. And it's tough sometimes. In fact, Michael Keaton won uh, for Best uh, Actor in a limited series. And I hear great things about it. But it's like... I have to sign up for Disney if I want to get it.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. That's the thing you hear about some of these services and you think, "Well, where is that?" And then you go, "It's tucked inside another service, but it requires uh, an additional yeah. um, sub- subscription. I, I yeah, you could become a poor man. Well, Disney, I looked I, all this stuff. I looked it up, and
0: Disney yeah. is uh it's a buck 99 to test drive it. For a month, but it's eleven ninety nine a month. After that, and and would Hulu be part of that, or would you have to pay more once you're? I don't know if Hulu's part of that. I think it's a, but it's some of those Hulu series are are distributed by Disney. Anyway, the point is, oh, okay. mm-hmm. you know, I I, I want to get Paramount for this series on the Godf- on the making of the Godfather. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add Paramount. I'm going to add Disney, and all of a sudden it's like. That's another twenty bucks a month just for a few series I want to see. I know. I got to get your son to hook me up again.
1: That can that can be runaway that stuff if. Yeah. I mean, you know, three or four or five dollars at a time. You think, oh, no big deal, but then all of a sudden, when you look at what you have and what it costs, you know, in addition to the gateway, which is usually you know a, a cable service, yeah. No,
0: exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, John yeah. Oliver's uh, Series 1 for Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Again, I love John Oliver. I love whenever I see clips of his show, but have I actually ever sat down and, like, on purpose, you know, watched I, – I, I just lo- – it's funny. There's – what your point made me think of that. There's just so many things, and there's so many services. It's hard to know, you know – that's why I said I don't know what I should be watching right now.
1: So John Oliver won for Outstanding Variety Talk Series. So Stephen Colbert was nominated, Seth Meyers, Trevor Noah, Jimmy Kimmel, all the usual. Mm -hmm. Um, I imagine the subject on Fox today will be, oh, see, they ignore Greg Gutfeld. He's got better numbers (laughs) than any of them, and why isn't he on that list? Well, maybe because these guys have overall entertainment and comedic talent. Maybe that's why.
0: But. Yeah. That is one dude that I I don't understand. There's a lot of things about the far right and the right-wing media in the states that are obviously confusing, but that one is like, what? Uh, hey everybody. It's time to welcome back one of our friends. She's a buddy. She's our buddy. There she is. <laughs> There's our friend.
4: Am I allowed to talk now?
0: Hello. Yeah. Hello, friend.
4: Hello, friend. Hello, Hello Jackie. Jackie. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jackie Delaney slash Budden is a, uh, Senate staffer and, uh, the last, well, we've been talking a lot this summer with Jackie about, uh, the Derringer thing. And that seems to have died down. The last time we talked was when they announced, uh, Derringer's departure. So no news there. Uh, any thoughts though, before we get into, uh, politics, what about the politics of gray hair? Any, anything, oh. uh, wasn't that well, something?
4: I'm sporting a little bit of it myself this morning. Um, look, it's why I went blonde. I'm, I'm, my gray is coming in and, uh, I'm not liking the way it's coming in. So that's why, you know, you always knew me as a brunette, but that's yes. why I'm now blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about as far as I'm willing to, to go to embrace it. Um, I have a little bit of a different take than I think some people, um, may have on the whole Lisa lamb thing. And, and it's funny that you bring up Derringer because I think a lot of is being made of the fact that she's uh, a woman and there were these comments supposedly made about her having gray hair. But there are also accusations of a toxic workplace. And, you know, when we talk about Derringer and the toxic workplace, we're to be believed because he's a male. So why was the same not true when the, those allegations have been made against a woman?
1: You know, great point. Because it's funny reading between the lines of all of the Lisa LaFlam stuff. It was like, yeah, something doesn't seem just quite right that way. But we're all in such a rush to defend this woman and the gray hair and stuff that, you, you know, you may. And as a woman, it's a it's great that you said that because it probably needs to be said.
0: Well, for for yeah, those, but no, but before, so mm-hmm. give give us some context, Jackie. Because on the surface, it would just seem that. CTV got rid of her because her hair went gray and they had no more use for her. But give our listeners some context.
4: Well, I mean, for me, the the context is there have been uh, allegations or mumblings. I don't know about uh, straight up allegations that have been made public, but there have been rumblings um, that it was a toxic workplace that Lisa and her lead, her senior producer, um, created a toxic workplace for at least some people. So there were people that came to Lisa's defense and there but there were others who have remained anonymous, who have said, no, you know what? It wasn't a great place to work. And and that doesn't mean that the comments weren't made about the gray hair. That doesn't mean that the person, um, I can't remember his name, Mike something or other, who who made the ultimate decision. That doesn't mean that, you know, he didn't have other reasons to let her go. But I'm just saying I find it very interesting. No, that's a great point. Those allegations have been very you know nobody's talking about that but people are very quick to rush to her to her defense people who don't know her and don't know what that workplace were like was like were very quick to rush to her defense and make it all about the fact she's a woman it must be because she's a woman it must be because she's getting older and how dare they and this needs to change in this day and age well hold on a second what if it isn't because she's a woman because as women we can't sit here and say that we want to be treated equally and we want to be treated the same. But then the first card we play when things don't go our way is, well, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So uh, either we want to be treated equally or we don't. But we can't. We we need to pick a lane. And oh. I just think those allegations need to be treated as seriously as if they were made against a male.
1: Well, we applaud you for that. And yeah. it's, it's so true. You know, one of the articles I read, um, the spin was... Um, the defense of her, the silence of defense for her was deafening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people come out and defended her, as you said, all people that weren't close to the scene. But there were almost a uh, 100 people, apparently, that worked in that environment, and the silence was deafening. You didn't hear a lot of defense um, for her. But again, you have this rush to defend the woman, the person that was picked on, and uh, so you make some great points. It, it's food for thought.
0: Well, and I think what I, Jackie, too, if I can just add to Fred's point that it is interesting that we always think of inequality as it relates to how a man acts in the workplace. But, you know, I've both Fred and I, but I, I recently, you know, my I've worked for female GMs and and. People above me, and it's always been a pretty decent experience. But that's maybe not for everybody. I'm sure there are women in those positions of power that are, uh, you know, also not nice people to work for.
4: Absolutely, and I don't think we we talk about that. And I think people are afraid to talk about that because you will get what we see happening with Lisa Land. people will come out and say that you're being misogynistic that you're being sexist yeah so we you know as women we can't have it both ways ladies so How are you? you're not
1: getting anywhere that way right yeah yeah, uh,
4: yeah. yeah. but but I mean it's infantilizing us once again right it's mm-hmm. it's basically saying that as women we can't hack it and that right yeah. but you see what we are, it's,
0: you know? but, but like everything else in in life it's a pendulum swinging it, it it's women have been so you know, the recipient of abuse and uh, mismanagement and mistreatment in the workplace that it's almost, you, you almost don't think of, well, can they also act that way? Of course they can. How, how, right. how, are, how well, are you for, to work for, for,
4: for? Pardon me? I
0: said, how are you to work for? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Listen, I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Um, what has, well, I'll tell you one thing that has been said about me um, before that i i i laugh at but i've been told that i yell up not down so um you know i tend to have a lot of uh patience for people who work under me um but not a lot of patience for stupidity from people who work above me and i'm not afraid to tell them
1: no nice. that's a great quality too yeah. because howard and i work for a couple of guys that managed up and it was like uh it's frustrating you know yeah because they, they don't care what's going on below them as long as they look good to the people above them and uh, yeah. yeah but it, it, yeah they 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 were there was the opposite of what
0: Jackie was saying they 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 no, I know yeah, yeah they took care of the people above mm-hmm. them and they were sort of like they're you know, anyway mm-hmm. uh, Jackie Delaney slash button um, <laughs> in anticipation of this morning's uh, conversation <laughs> I uh, can only imagine I uh I checked out uh, your latest, I I, I guess it was, I'm trying to find it here, but it was your latest uh, tweet, something uh, about Pierre Polyev, Polyevra, I like to call. And um, let's just, I'm going to find it, but let's just begin by, what are your thoughts about the new leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada?
4: Well, it's the it's the Conservative Party of Canada. We dropped the progressive. Oh, you guys did uh, and- <laughs> that, that's provincial.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry.
4: Yeah, I got. And keep some people up. might say, yeah, you dropped the progressive, uh, <laughs> but but I'm bummed. I took I, I I decided to to take the air out of that one. Um, I'm ecstatic. I. I <sighs> i think a lot of people are ecstatic even the people who before saturday's result were announced were threatening to leave the party and leave caucus and it's funny now they're like oh no it's, it's good i'm moving forward to it which which has been what we've been saying all along right that people who threaten to to quit and leave it's uh will rally around a winner that's just the way politics is mm-hmm. um i'm ecstatic um, I think what a lot of people saw on Saturday night is is who Pierre is. I, a lot of people are talking about his speech and saying how great of a speech it was and how we need to hear more of that from Pierre. And, and at the end of the day, that is who Pierre is. Um, what he's talking about for Canadians, and even when he talks about freedom, he's talking about getting government out of the way so that people who work hard, no matter who you are as a Canadian, no matter you know what God you pray to, no matter you know who you're in love with, no matter uh, what color of skin, no matter your ethnicity, where you come from, whether you were born here or whether you emigrated here. If you're a Canadian who works hard, You should be able to see the fruits of your labor. You should be able to see success and keep more of your money in your pocket. And that requires getting government out of the way. And that's what Pierre is talking about. When he talks about freedom, it's not just freedom as in the freedom convoy. It's the freedom for people to be able to work hard and see that pay off. And that starts with getting government out of the way.
0: Yeah. And that's no different, by the way, than, you know, almost every conservative leader in all our lifetimes. What is different? And this is what I wrote down. I can't find the tweet that I was looking at, but what I didn't do is I didn't, I wasn't worried about what you tweeted. What I did is I looked at the people that comment on your tweet. And then I looked at some of their profiles and that's really, just let me try and explain this. The problem with all of it is this, there's nothing about what you just said that you couldn't have said that Stephen Harper said, Mulroney said, It's a conservative point of view, and that's fine, and you can debate that. But what's happened is the people that are supporting him, the people that commented on your tweet, some of them are not all about, you know, smaller government, less taxes. Like, they're some pretty sketchy folks. And they're a little bit more of the the right wing sort of, you know you know what I'm talking about? Like sort of like the QAnon-ish, not exactly, but look at some of the people that commented on your latest tweets. Like some of them are like, they're pretty scary. They're like the anti-vax. They're like the, do you know what I mean? They, they are the freedom convoy people. Right. So what should we do with them? Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, they've always been there, Jackie. <clears throat> That's actually,
4: exactly. Yeah.
0: They've always been there. They've always supported. And this goes back to Mulrooney and the, you know, I've said this, you know, I'm from out West. So, the rise of the um, alt-right is nothing new in Western Canada. I, just, I guess what I, I'm getting at is not just what do we do with them. Is that different? Is this, does it, what did I say yesterday? There's a bit of a stink on it. Um, there's a little bit of a stink around Pierre Polyev because of some of the support he gets.
4: Yeah, but I mean, I'm not I'm not quite sure what it is he's supposed to do about that. Um, That's the wonderful thing about this country and about democracy is everybody gets to have a say and everybody gets to have a vote. And um, I'm not quite sure what he's supposed to do about the the people that some of us might not agree with. Right. Like, I'll put it simply, I I don't agree with with uh, the conspiracy theories that are out there. Um, That's not what I subscribe to. But, I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure. I, I guess I look at it the same way I handle them on Twitter, right? I just don't mm-hmm. take them seriously. Okay. I just don't.
1: Okay, from my perspective, here's the problem. All that aside, I've been a conservative since maybe my mid-20s. And my gut, I don't, I'm, uh, my intuition, my gut, it, I, it just doesn't feel right to me. And that's what he's got to worry about. And I know, I say, uh, said to Howard, I know about half a dozen Career conservative voters that are like, I don't know if I can vote for this guy. And again, whether it's valid or whether it's fair, that fringe over there that he seems to, you know, he's actually communicated with, he's, uh, uh, you know, talked with, that hurts him. And what he could do is maybe publicly denounce some of that stuff. Did he ever, ever respond to the Christina Freeland thing? uh, He did. Oh, okay and and, I did, that and question. it took him
4: it took him less time than it took for justin trudeau to respond to Laith maroof now some people might say that's me playing whataboutism mm-hmm. but it's not right. let's talk about it it's like why is it a conservative is always responsible for denouncing someone but liberals are never responsible for denouncing uh crazies on their side if we're going to get into the game of denounce 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 mm-hmm. then all right let's have at it but everybody denounced them the other thing is yeah. You know, something you just said, Freddie, about how, well, he talked to them, he communicated with Mm -hmm. them. You know what? Had Justin Trudeau gone out, well, not gone out face to face, but, you know, not taking it literally, but had Justin Trudeau communicated to some of those people and said, as your prime minister... I understand your frustration. I understand we're all frustrated. We've all had it up to here with the pandemic. Had he spoken to them instead of at them and called them names and called them fringe with unacceptable views, they may not have been out there for three weeks. So, you know, there's a responsibility on both sides.
1: No, and you know what? I absolutely can't argue with that because he didn't do that. And if he had, maybe the result would have been different. I can't argue. Maybe. But I will say, you know, and
0: I can Mm -hmm. argue with it because there was a lot of people. I may not be one of them, but I'm saying there was a lot of people that got behind Justin Trudeau for saying that thing. that, saw, that thought that thought that was Me? leadership Me? that thought, why well, not? I'm just saying like, yeah. you know, and, and just be, here's what I would say as far as what about goes, just because it's Justin Trudeau doesn't necessarily make it bad. There were a lot of things. Here's the thing. We're all grown up adults. We've all been around this game a long time. I don't really have a problem the fact that Pierre Polyev Has some of this fringe element around him Because I just pointed out it's, it's always been there I think what makes it a little bit nervous For a guy like Fred Who's a lifelong conservative And me that's an occasional conservative Is that And I'm just saying A lot of what's gone on in the States Has kind of been I think we're all a little bit, we're, we're sort of con- conflating it together. And that's why it feels like if if, if MAGA hadn't been around, then all the stuff around Polyev would just been like, oh, yeah, that's always been there. The Reform Party, the Alberta fringe, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But do you not agree that some of it, Jackie, comes from our sort of PTSD over what's going on down there? It, it's true. It just yes. is.
4: Uh, look absolutely so I'll, and i think I'll, that hurts he, him
0: i think he's gotta i think so, he's gotta work so, twice as oh, hard absolutely.
4: okay so let me just say a couple of things so first of all when you say you know he has these people around him he doesn't have these people around him if you like the people he has around him advising him are not the these people per se right mm-hmm. so there's that um as far as the ptsd from from maga and from trump you know I I love it when the liberals, even yesterday, Melanie Jolie talking about, we don't want to import, you know, the divisiveness that we see from the U.S. There are no greater imports of the divisiveness from the U.S. than the current liberal party. Because the first thing they do when something happens is the U.S. is they jump on it and they intentionally conflate it with what's going on here in Canada because it works to their advantage. So, you know, again, it's like, i i don't want to play what aboutism and i don't want to discount it now i will also say to what you and freddie are saying about you know it's like uh it's nervous it makes me nervous for him
3: mm-hmm.
4: back in i guess it would have been 2003 i remember having knocked down drag fights on air with a uh, co-worker about stephen harper and i was saying i was willing to vote for the liberals again and this person was saying, "How could you vote for them?" It was the height of the sponsorship scandal, mm-hmm. and I was saying a lot of what you guys are currently saying. I was saying about Stephen Harper. I was like, "I don't know him. He's got some people around him. He kind of worries mm-hmm. me." And his I eyes are too close together.
0: Too- That's a bad. I did. I said, "I <laughs> go.
4: I don't know. His eyes look shifty," uh, and I didn't vote for him. And he got a minority, and I remember thinking I was okay with that, because then that would give me an opportunity to see what what he was about, but he was in a minority situation. And that man won me over to the point where I think he was perhaps the greatest prime minister this country ever has. So I, I would say it, you, what you and Freddie are expressing to me, it feels very similar to what I was feeling. Sure. So I can totally relate to that. Um I think what we need to do is I think we need to see some actual policies from Pierre. Like a lot of people are talking about they're afraid of what he's going to do. Well, what he's talked about doing so far is he's talked about increasing immigration. He's talked about um, cutting the red tape when it comes to credentialing new Canadians so that they can get into the workforce in their chosen field a lot sooner. Uh, He's talked about fighting climate change with technology, not taxes. We'll see what that looks like. But I mean, i, I don 't you know when you actually start talking to him about policy i 'm not quite sure what it is he 's saying that people are fearful of mm-hmm.
1: again, it was through the convoy and that attachment yeah. but, but listen and we were talking about this yesterday i, I 'm in the show me stage. show me now because I would never vote for justin trudeau and the and the best and, and the biggest thing that um, uh, poliev has working for him right now is trudeau 's performance. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn 't been a very good a uh, prime minister you know i i i think he's you know he's he's just not you know he uh, I, I i don't trust him on so many levels you know it 's a trust thing with him he 's not the straight goods to me i don 't like him as a prime minister so poliev show us now and and one other point too we mentioned this yesterday. You know, when it comes to the media in Canada, we, you know, I don't want to jump all over the media because, again, a lot of those far right people and don't trust the media, and that nauseates me to some level. Generally speaking, in this country, conservatives get unfair criticism, and liberals, Justin Trudeau in particular, gets unfair accolades, and that's got to change a bit. But will it? Yeah, uh, I would also add too, though that.
0: You know, whatever bias the three of us have, which is definitely conservative leaning, even myself, uh, we tend Well, it's true, though. I mean, I, you know, I've said this for years. I'm I'm very conservative when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. But like Fred and you, Jackie, you know, I'm pretty liberal when it comes to people. And that kind of is a pretty you know it's a snapshot of a lot of Canadians i think and i would but i would also caution the three of us cuz if there was somebody else on this discussion that could you know tell you all the things the liberals have done that weren't that bad i mean and and you know say what you will about justin trudeau but the pandemic response to a lot of people You know, I know you can poke holes in it, but was pretty good for Canadians that he took care of people that we the response was measured. I'm sure it could be better, but there would be somebody else that would argue that Trudeau hasn't been as terrible a prime minister. But let me finish by saying this. Justin Trudeau was elected with such limited experience. Pierre Polyev, on the other hand, Mm -hmm. one thing I'm going to give him is this. He's been in that game a long time. You know, he's he's parliamentary experience is pretty deep. Uh, I know that he's been around for many years, but I'm saying the last few years when he sort of became part of our consciousness, like he's nobody's dummy. And, And I would just finish by saying that he's got a better resume going into this gig than Justin Trudeau did.
4: Yeah, I would agree. A lot of people actually slam him for that, though, right? They talk about, "Oh, career politician," and I laugh and I'm like, "In what other yeah, career man. are you mad because the first exactly? exactly.
0: <laughs> no, that's a great point. Wouldn't you want the guy to have some idea how that game is played?
4: Yeah, like if I'm if I'm picking a surgeon, I'm not going. Nah, You know what? That guy's been around. He's been doing surgery for 25 years. So I think I'll go with the rookie. Like, <laughs> no. You want someone with experience. I agree. And look, you know what? It it will also be very telling who he surrounds himself with, who he actually did surround himself with during uh, his election campaign. And I think, too, if you look at the way his campaign was run, uh, that says a lot about um, just his skill sets and and the people, the skill set of the people with whom he wants to work with. He ran an incredible campaign I'm biased because uh, one of his national co-chairs is the person I call boss uh, but look credit were due the people he had Jenny Byrne he had John Baird he had Leo Hussakos. Um, and those are just some of the people at the top but I know some of the people who were involved you know but be, be beneath those people and I'm telling you some of the best in the quote unquote business and these are serious people with serious policy ideas And I'm really excited and looking forward to what his next steps are. I think, um, I think what he does with his staffing, what he does with the party will also be very telling. Um, I think he's going to want to put his stamp on things. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about what
1: comes next. Okay. But isn't it, it's all about Ontario, right? He's got the West anyway, so it's going to be all about Ontario, and I guess portions of Quebec. And a concern would be that there's a sitting conservative government in Ontario, and rarely does this There
4: problem.
1: is. Huh? Yeah.
4: There
1: is. Oh, okay. That's a shot <laughs> at forward. But there is. And, you know, traditionally, this province goes opposite directions, provincial, national. So it's going to be very, you know, Canadian politics over the next couple of years might actually be interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Yeah,
4: look, I agree. uh, And and the
0: fact is we spend an inordinate amount of time, you know, looking southward because it's just bananas. But there's going to be some interesting stuff here, and he's you know, it wouldn't surprise me, although that is the the problem with the fact that there is a conservative government here in the big in the big province, and then mm-hmm. it's tough to get people to go both ways. But listen, Jackie Delaney, Jackie Button, what a pleasure to have you as part of our team again. And, uh, you know, when you come to town, you know, we should all hang out, have some lunch, that type of thing. Do people do that anymore? I don't know. I mean, is there a, is <laughs> there, do, I think. Is there a Senate... Like expense account that we can get be part of, and that way we can order uh, fish and chips that cost $77. (laughs) Sorry,
4: no, come on. No, no, I, I can't expense things.
0: Yeah, but we're like immediate partners.
4: <laughs> no, I all right. Well, you know, I know, contrary to what some people might believe, that the Senate is not a high rolling uh, institution in the way that people think it is. All right, it's crazy. Well,
0: well, you know what? It is. Guys, a,
4: it's been a blast, though.
0: Well, yeah, and y'all you know, just say right now, we're grateful to have you part of our show, to call you friend, and uh, to call upon you uh, when these issues need to be discussed. We'll talk to you next month, Jackie. Thank you so much, my friend.
1: Thanks, Jackie. Have a great day. There's Jackie Bye, Delaney. You know, you
0: know who she is, Fred. She's our gigs guy guest of the day. That's who she is. Here she is. No, absolutely. No, I, I, you know, listen. I've been we've been around her in a work environment. She's nobody's fool. You know.
1: Yeah. around. No, and I, you know, I. <laughs> what she said about Lisa LaFlamme, you yeah. know, right or wrong for her. There's a lot of people with that. With that side of the story, there are. Well, and, and I think the best point it's she made. Been squashed. Yeah. Well, the fact mm-hmm.
0: that, as she said, there were a lot of people around her that did not come to her defense. Yes. Uh, if you're thinking about getting away, why, you know, even though we're having some nice weather, uh, yesterday actually turned out to be there's a little misty and a bit of rain, but uh, mid afternoon, it was stunning. But, you know, you know what's going to happen here a month from now? Going to be wearing jackets and a couple weeks after that mittens. Uh, You deserve peace of mind when you travel to get away from it all. And, of course, we recommend GigSky, who offers a 100% data plan. Uh, If you're looking to, uh, you know, go to, I don't know, one of 190 countries, and you want peace of mind, download the GigSky app today. Enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan, or visit GigSky.com for more information. As you mentioned, I'm going to be in the... I, what do I call it the Gig Sky Box or the Gig Sky Seats for that Jays game on uh, Friday with Rudra? I can't wait. I'm going to see that. Who's my guy now? Bosham? Bobo? Bosham? Watch you... You're embarrassing yourself now. It's not new. <laughs> What's the guy's name again? <laughs> Bobochette. Bobochette?
1: Yeah. I'm going to get most a Bobochette. The popular Bichette. athlete in the city. Right? All right. I'm going to get the Bobochette bobblehead those seats of Rudris you'll be able to reach out and touch him i'm gonna say bobo you do it buddy
0: mm-hmm. uh, all yeah. right the gig sky guest of the day
1: jack delaney GigSky.com. freddie other uh, retirement sherpa tim Niblett, is a uh, portfolio manager raymond james a member of the canadian investors protection fund tim you know he's been around a long time he's been in this investment game a very very long time he knows his stuff There's a long list of Humble and Fred listeners who have uh, come over to the Sherpa side, and the results have been fantastic. Uh, You know, he's thrilled to help. Even if you have an existing portfolio, you're a little, you know, you're wondering, is this thing really performing the way it should? He'll have a look. Uh, no strings attached, no obligations He'll give you the straight goods Because that's what he's all about He's the Retirement Sherpa He's our buddy Tim Niblet, And his ticker's a lot better these days RetirementSherpa.ca
0: You know, funny thing I was watching CNN last night While I was doing something else And it was just on in the background mm-hmm. And uh I was gonna mention this to you yesterday But it's funny when Americans talk about the monarchy and they talk about succession and King Charles the third and for the entire weekend I kept and they're talking about all the different countries that are part of the Commonwealth Mm -hmm. and uh, and such and they're mentioning all the countries you know the New Zealand and Jamaica Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're mentioning all these countries. I know and it's like how fucking dense are you Americans the country next to you mm-hmm. is part of the monarchy you dunderheads I was getting quite yep. indignant and it was bugging me and then last night I had CNN on and finally they, they were talking about countries that are perhaps poised to drop the monarchy mm-hmm. and finally there's this map of all these countries in the world and they've got Canada there and they just sort of mention it in passing
1: You'd think there could be a whole sort of um, focus of a story, like, "Hey, our neighbors to the north, how is this affecting them? They are part of the Commonwealth." Yes, you know son. Mean. I know. Like the, the people just literally miles, or you know, on our border. How how are they taking this? Because they are part of it on some level. Because
0: the Queen's on their money, you idiots. It, you know, it's so funny you said that because the the story about these countries that are poised to leave or perhaps leaving. Mm-hmm. you'd think that would be the, the their closest neighbor. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this aggravates me so much. God, it bugs me. It, because what it's just that, lazy. It Pardon me, sir?
1: It does me, too. It's, it's just frustrating because you sit there and go, like, you know, who's the story editor down there? How is that flying right over their heads? I don't know. And, and what is more, why is it more exotic
0: to them? And maybe that's it. You know, it's almost like a thing in your family. You know, you sort of take the people in your family for granted. You know what I mean? Like, like you just don't see it. Because it's exotic to talk about New Zealand
1: and all these other countries. And uh, what's that? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I agree. That, maybe that's it. You know, we're also a bit of an embarrassment for the United States. We're the same landmass, same language, generally the same culture. And yet we're a lot more civilized than they are. It's got to be. Embarrassing on some level, maybe when you when you look per capita at violence and gun deaths and on and on and on and on it 's got to be embarrassing for them to think boy we 're all part of this landmath and we 're all basically the same. Why are they so much more civilized than we are uh, you know I hope that 's it because uh, I was going to say it 's just
0: lazy to me it just seems lazy yeah, that sure it is. Yeah, that that if they're doing and and that point you just made, if you're doing a story about the impact of this on countries that are part of the Commonwealth, well, our neighbors to the north, we sent somebody because there's quite a story here on uh, CTV. And I, this is part of what, what made me think of it about right. could Canada how what would require how it's very it would be very difficult for us to not be part of the monarchy. To yeah, become yeah, a republic. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so isn't that a story of interest to people mm-hmm. that are like even if you're a dunderhead and you don't even know where Canada is and you're in the southern states, that's fine. But there are a bunch of border states. There are a bunch of people in the northeast and the northwest that know quite a bit about our country. They live right next door to us. Would that not be of interest like, oh, two things you may not know? One, Canada's uh the Queen is You know, part of Canada and state our head of state. And what would it take now? Well, yeah. And what would it take for our Canadian neighbors Mm -hmm. to become a republic? You'd think that would just be, oh, that's of human interest. Anyway, yeah, I know of all the things I could get worked up about that. That
1: bothered me for the whole weekend. It bugged me. Mm -hmm. Um, Trump uh, wins the next election, becomes the autocrat that he is. And then he wants to take over Canada. Mm hmm. Maybe that's how we,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, it it is funny. The Trump thing is so out of control. It really is. Yesterday there was some photographer or photographs. Someone took a picture of Trump at his golf course. There's him and about eight or nine guys and they're all in golf carts, but no one's got golf clubs. So right away, the story is, oh, Trump's scheming and plotting. Uh, those must be lawyers and, you know, people in his inner circle. And uh, he's, he's hatching another scheme. When in reality, it turns out, and again, I, you know, we're guilty of being so critical of him because he's easy to criticize. But in reality, it turns out it was just a bunch of people from the golf company talking about changes on the course. Like, one of the guys in the cart with Trump, no one knew who he was. Turns out he was, like, the green superintendent guy. You know what I mean? Like, I
2: get it.
0: It's just always like, oh, he's like a crime boss plotting his next
1: scheme. He's like, nah, he's just out there talking golf course shit with some guys. Although that that thing I shared with you guys on the weekend, it is a good question. Where are the big lawyers? Yeah, that is interesting. Where are the profile lawyers? Yeah, yeah. That would ru- That should be running to his defense for the profile. Where are they? There's none. None. Like they did for OJ, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they, they were falling o- on themselves fall. to defend OJ. Yes. But there's nobody of any profile in the States that wants to take that on. And yet, obviously, you know why. They, they, they look at what's in front of them and go, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no thanks.
0: Well, yeah, they they don't want the case because the case is weak, but they also know the reputation of the guy. He doesn't pay anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Dan Duran is back. Look at him. Yeah.
2: hmm.
0: I mean, Dan Duran would have an HR case. I mean, the guy's gay. Get, he gets bullied by his two colleagues every day, every goddamn day. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Another show where I get someone's talking about
2: how big Medink is, you know? <laughs> You guys were talking about uh, the whole Trump thing. There's a new book out that uh, um, about how Barr uh, basically fired fired his U.S. attorney at the the time, uh, Jeffrey uh, Berman. And mm-hmm. uh, and how much influence that the administration had on the uh, D- D- Department of Justice and and how they uh, they wanted to uh, convict people and they basically mm-hmm. used it as a as a machine, which everybody suspected. But now there's people actually coming out and saying it, and it's it's going to be followed up by the uh, January 6th committee as well. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of interesting how the this is all blowing up now.
1: Right? Yeah, and and how they are now accusing the DOJ of doing to them what they wanted to do to others
0: like
2: every single step of the way that's great every you know any any accusation i'll tell you what if
0: we learned nothing from donald trump we've all learned what gaslighting means
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that's true yeah
0: like i had no idea i mean it's one of my favorite steely dan songs gaslighting Abbey." or it's a donald fagan song but i had no idea what it really meant but that's the description of it you just accuse the others Of what you're doing to them. That book, by the way, is uh, from a New York Times correspondent. She also works at CNN. I think Dana Levinson is her name. But there's a few other revelations that came out in it, which is not the least of which that Trump for a few days after the election. He was sort of in this uh, a bit of a stupor. He wasn't sure what to do. And he just kept going around and around the White House to try and find somebody that could find. You know what he said? He said, I'm not going to leave. He said, mm-hmm. I'm, why should I leave because I lost a stolen... He was literally going to remain in the White House. He was just going to say, fuck it, I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, he was telling people that. hmm
1: Why should I leave? I'm not going to leave. Why should I leave? Yeah, it's quite the story. He's just... He's got to go away. Like, he's just got to go away. Well, you know who wants him gone,
0: too, though, now? is these, There's a huge part of the Republican Party that mm-hmm. is worried that he and his chicanery or whatever is uh, affecting this midterm election. Like like it was supposed to be, and it, and it happens. It's always the same. You know, if you've got a, a Democrat in the White House, generally the House and Senate will go Republican. And so this is supposed to be the year where they once again take back the House. Mm-hmm. But they're worried now because of that Trump stink as well.
1: <laughs> and again, I know... We bring up Fox News, but I just again, just so the hypocrisy when Bill Barr, you know, was dealing with the Mueller report and he defended Trump and he looked like he was firmly on that side. Fox News loved him. Yeah. Now that Barr has come out and, you know, basically gave given his perspective on anything and he's attacked Trump like, yeah, there's problems here. Well, now on Fox, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this man, who was brilliant mere months ago, is now does has no idea what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, as I said, to you guys. But hey, those, that's
1: politics. That's
0: yeah, but it's so weird. Like I've said before, like there's is are, are, are Sean Hannity. All is is there no way to at least CNN? Like CNN did a story last night, and I know they're changing, but they did a story last night on Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm-hmm. Um. So, why won't Fox do a story, at least something about, hey, maybe it's not the best thing for an ex president, you know, to have top secret documents and nuclear uh, information that they could sell to the Saudis about Israel's capability? Is that not just a, worth a discussion? Like, eh, you know, maybe, hey, we love Trump, but maybe
1: that wasn't the smartest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all good points. All good points. But right. hey, the newsman is here. Maybe he has different stories than the troubled United States of America.
0: And before we get to Dan Duran's news, of course, it's time to uh, remind everybody about this fantastic outfit. Um, stand by. Cursing during stand by. again. Stand by. Do you
2: find yourself living at work
0: instead of working from home? Stand, stand by. Email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard,
2: <sighs> you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games. Get Poker Tips and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bowdog.net today. Hashtag make a play.
0: Uh, Dan Doran, I just saw your text from 824. Dan Doran, I don't like what about ism?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny enough, I thought you read it because you brought it up with Jackie Delaney right away. I, I did. As soon as you guys started going down that road, I was like, ah, yeah, let's, let's talk about the actual thing as opposed to, oh, but this person did this and this person did, you know, mm. I, I don't like that. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> no, yeah. But qualify that a bit. You so despise Pierre Poliev. You want to focus completely on him. But this is politics, and it's basically a two party thing here in Canada. Yeah, you got to compare to the other side sometimes. Okay. Dan, here's
0: what I'm giving some serious thought to doing. I'm thinking of moving back to Saskatchewan. All right. And just quiet. quiet. Yes, I'm going to get a quiet acreage just outside, maybe Tuxford, something like that. And I'm just going to just go and just be quiet spend my remaining days just working the, the land like my forefathers
2: five fathers Are you sure you don't want to you know if I get a little property between elbow and eyebrow <laughs> maybe up there by Bigger <laughs> maybe up by Bigger Saskatchewan or Kindersley
0: Dan let's name let's let's name yeah. more Saskatchewan places yeah. That's what Rose I'm going to do Rose
1: Town for. Rose Town's Rose nice, nice. <laughs> Melfort Melville when when you live in places like that, what does one do on any given day? You work the land, like you work Get the, up in the land. Morning and, and, and today you I'm gonna work like, the land.
0: I'm gonna till. Well, what if you're not a farmer? What, well, what you what? should be. Anyway, that's what I'm gonna go do. Just be quiet. My last few
2: years, Stan. Just quiet. Yeah, collecting quiet wheat sheaves and mm-hmm. making yeah. them for the uh, you know spraying with gold gold paint and then selling them uh, around Christmas. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll make. Maybe yeah. I'll learn to make a wreath. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, here's to a fella named Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a big wang, the
0: quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Here we go. Huh. Candoran, the, the anchor man, man, man comes, asks for credentials, for he credentials, has none. Can't tell a friend from his, his bum, but his voice is, punch 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 is nice and low. Did you get the words? Candoran, the man's here. He's going to falling off his chair, but he's got a big
2: wang, so he, he don't he care, and his voice is voice nice and low. <laughs> My voice is nice and
1: low. Did
0: you get the words? Did you actually transcribe it?
1: No, I'm going to do that today. That's
0: what were you the, doing yesterday that you couldn't have transcribed four lines of, of this song? I
1: forgot? How about that? I forgot. All right. Oh, you're I fine to get up chips. from this desk and I didn't enter my mind. Again. <laughs> That's right.
0: You were too busy mm-hmm. buying a hundred dollars worth of fish and chips. All right. Now live from uh, Lisa's house. Ooh, Dan and Lisa
2: up in a tree. Is that a tree? Ah. Is that a tree? You tell me. Here's Dan De Red. <laughs> Should a dead queen give us a day off? What? A government official speaking on background told CBC News a decision on whether to make September nineteenth a national holiday for federally regulated industries is being considered among other options. Do and it the decision will be made public soon. Oh. And if that happens, the provinces, I don't know, they might hop on board. New Zealand and Australia, they're doing a one-time National Memorial Day stat. Uh, but just other- one time? Yeah, yeah no. one time. One time. Okay. One yeah. time. Yeah. A uh, Bank of Montreal's chief economist uh, uh, said that there is a cost to the economy, that it could, uh, between 0.1 and 0.2% of the annual GDP, somewhere between 2 and $4 billion is what it could cost us. Um. I don't know. So I don't know. know. What do you discuss? Do you think there should be a holiday? Well, not if it's going to cost us $4 billion.
1: (laughs) I'm all for another holiday, but not for that. Sorry. Uh, What would it be for then? I don't know. Some Canadian thing. How about that? Okay.
0: Yeah, like Wayne Gretzky Day. Whatever. Well, why don't we change uh, Victoria Day to Elizabeth Day?
1: We one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. There you go.
0: Just change the name, Elizabeth Day. All right with that? Yeah. I'm fine with that. We're. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending four billion. She doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't care. Here's a you know,
1: question.
0: I, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: No, I'm just reading yesterday. You know about this whole monarchy in Canada, and it's like, why even bother try to eliminate it? Because he, you know the king has absolutely no power in this country whatsoever. Right? No power. Other than figurehead. And we want to have a holiday for her. Why? 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 Just, I, I don't... Uh, you know, can we take a minute
0: on Monday? I, listen, we're not working Monday anyway, because it's a golf tournament, but that's for, you know, for different reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, uh, of course it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, $4 down. Is it worth $4 billion? I mean, uh, she's uh, great and everything, but she's done now. Uh, here's a question. Does Prince Charles, sorry, King Chucky... King, King Chuck. King Chuck 3! <laughs> King Chuck 3! Hey, did you see the, the I, face no, Let me ask my question. Does he... Okay. Does Another he have quiz. a... Does he, Does he have a wave I know he's been practicing, but is there like a royal wave or does he go to fist pump and people high-five? Like, I don't know. Oh, is there yeah. a protocol? Are you allowed... Because yeah, I, I saw some pictures of him touching common people. He does that sort of thing where he reaches out his hand and people touch it.
1: Right. Well, I think the day his mum died or the day after when he was out front of uh maybe it was Buckingham Palace I don't know. He's going along the line shaking hands this woman sort of grabbed him and kissed his cheek and I thought mm, wow that's nice. weird that must have freaked him out a bit. Yeah, you know, because to get that close to the crowd you got to make you nervous I mean really and then she does that it's like oh my god covid whatever her saliva. Bleh. Yeah, anyway, all right. Um, yeah. What was so she the kicking? other day i come downstairs to get a coffee early in the morning i walk back up and delise is lying in bed and i looked at her and i said you're lying in that bed like you're the queen of england and she said oh great i'm dead
0: yeah she's so like thanks for it. so you're I saying am i look like, like an old dead, dead woman dead to you yeah. this is
2: what i am to you is dead dead yeah, you should have said the king <laughs> you're lying in bed like some queen is that right freddie but that was a sa- set. My mom used to say that quite often. Who do you think you are, the Queen of England? Mm. Yeah, that was uh, always used by mm. me for the uh, for the the manners. You know whether or not you you, you could eat with the Queen or whether you know mm. those kind of manners. Oh, okay. what would the Queen say?
0: Mm. Oh, the, oh, what would the Queen say? Well, you know, uh, getting back to the uh, the world of Trump and how it intersects this story, you're wondering. So there's uh, you know all those weird uh, QAnon the Trump MAGA world. So what they distributed the other day, maybe the day before yesterday, I think, is they distributed a picture of King Charles signing something. He's signing some proclamation. It's probably an old picture. But here's what they did. They put out the picture with the following caption. King Charles III signs a proclamation stating that Donald Trump won the 2020 presidential election. (laughs) They, and is the rightful president by law warns Biden and Kamala to vacate the premises within 48 hours or a state of war will exist between America and England. Mm-hmm. Then, and the weird thing about that is there are people that will read that and go, yes, mm-hmm. that is true. Was that on
1: Theron Fleury's? Uh, it could Twitter have been. <laughs> yeah. Theron um. Fleury. Yeah, that's funny. Trump's probably going, you know, I could be king. I could be king. The queen made. Yeah. I I won't run for president. I'll be
0: king. The the queen privately made me king. Mm -hmm. Like, again, that was a, you know, to be fair, that idea that Trump tweeted that she privately made him a knight was bullshit. But the funny thing about it is for a while there, I believed it because it could be true.
1: Well, the what he says, it's like, that's not true, Mr. uh, uh, Mr. Former president. Oh, well, just ask her.
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: We just ask you, just tell you,
2: <laughs> uh, Dan Duran. But did you, by the way, did you see the uh, face that King Charles made uh, to a I don't know a, a, an aide servant? What do they call him there? Uh, he had a box of pens on the desk at, at mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. signing, and uh, he sort of pushed it away and made a really ugly kind of like uh, face. Yeah, it's all over the interwebs. You should check it out. Oh, well, fuck Makes it. a face. What it's not King Charles? the Queen would do? Well, what? yeah. Not well, who do
1: you think he is? Honestly, and we said this yesterday. I think he's a. I don't really think he wanted this. Maybe a few years he did. I don't think he can be bothered. He had a pretty cool life going on there in the background, you
2: know? No, he can so always what, say what, no. What am I supposed to do, go Dan? No. Google King Charles made a face? Yeah, something like that. All right. Assign- at the signing. King Charles it's a, it's a, There's a little video attached to it, and it's like it's, like it's the... It, it's quite the face. King Charles don't signals don't to A to remove pens. You, oh, there's the
0: face why King Charles appeared frustrated in viral video from his proclamation.
2: It's well, I his guess the first yeah. time he's signing in front of people. you think he'd figure it out.
0: Like, oh, so that was the picture that the uh, Trump people put out is him signing some proclamation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That like Who wants first, that? Again, I think he was yeah. signing, uh, yeah, and it, either it's a, uh, you know, hey, I'm king now kind of, you know. I am king. Give me, give me the keys. I promise I won't <laughs> do anything bad. I think
0: I'm going to sign something here today that says to Stan that I am king of this house. <laughs> I'm going to sign a proclamation, King Howie. Stan, Great. did you hear that? You are my subject. Yeah. Dan, do you, do you have another story before we? Do. Uh, you do. I do have. Yeah, I have a really a good Please one. Please stand by. Okay. And now with his second story, here's the beautiful and caring man that is Dan Duran. Okay.
2: There we go. Uh, Here we go. If you you don't want dementia, walk. There's a new study out, like with a whole bunch of people, like 78,000 people. uh, And it shows that if you put one foot in front of the other for at least 3,800 times a day, you'll keep your mind going for a bit longer. So... People between the ages of 40 and 79 was the, the study, and uh, the people who put in 9,800 steps roughly were 50% less likely to develop dementia within seven years. <laughs> and, if, and if you walked with purpose, uh, like at a pace of over 40 steps a minute, you were able to do the same thing, about by, but to 57% with just 6,000 steps a day. Yeah, but a little bit of dementia is
0: also pretty good because it's like I put in 4,600 steps a day trying to find my keys. Hey, now. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) A little bit of dementia is a good thing. A little bit of dementia. Where is my key? I can't find anything. (laughs) I'd like to walk with purpose, but she's not interested. (laughs) Purpose? What? Do you have a...
2: You have, you have a porpoise. You have okay. a
1: Back up a bit.
0: Back it up, Dan.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, what you said, thirty-eight, and then ninety-eight. The thirty-eight got me interested because this whole ten thousand steps that a day so discourages me. I don't end
2: up walking at all. But if I thought it was thirty-eight, oh, yeah. I might go and do that. Okay, so thirty-eight hundred steps uh, will uh, decrease your risk of dementia by twenty-five percent. Dementia. Oh, okay. So oh. over seven years, so twenty. But if you want the full fifty percent less, mm-hmm. then you do. You do a ten thousand or you
0: oh, know, hold 1, on. You so mean thirty eight hundred steps 10, over 000. over seven years? That doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> it doesn't seem like much at all. I definitely do thirty eight hundred <laughs> steps over like, seven mad, years. Four steps,
2: four steps a day. <laughs> steps
1: a day. Just, you know the, the ten thousand steps a day. Like come
2: on, come on. What Maybe. do you mean, come on? It's a lot. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's know. the point. Yeah, to walk. Yeah, but it's too much. A lot. Okay, well then, just five, do It's Just fine. I'd be okay. happy with yeah, you this being is you know twenty five percent less demented. Yeah. So, like last week, we have a guy on training people
0: for triathlons, and you're like, I can't do ten. I'll do six. <laughs> let me do. A, let me do a hot six steps, six thousand steps around my my uh, cul-de-sac.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's just a lot. Well, Dan, how many you don't steps do. Do it. you do? Oh, I thought you had your your uh, you know health. You
1: know, I, uh, my health data I, You know, on days that I'm active, yeah. But like they say, ten thousand steps a day. A day. Right. It's hard to make
2: that happen. Well, I get what you what are you what are you, what are you kind guy. of doing? What are you kind of doing then?
1: I don't
0: know. Oh, and Dan's also, Dan's whole probably vibe the today. The average
2: person maybe what three to four thousand
0: a day. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Dan's whole vibe today is very accusatory. How many <laughs>
2: steps do you do, Dan? I probably do about four or five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm don't not, come I'm, in. But, but I don't have a healthy. I don't have one of those so watchy things. So here's the thing. Know, on, on days I golf, which is occasionally, on occasion, <laughs> right?
0: Uh, I easily do ten thousand. Easy, easy, yeah. easy, easy, man.
1: With a cart?
0: No, well, I don't cart oh. most of the time. But even with a cart, it's four or five or six thousand. Yeah, I maybe. did a cart
1: the other day in a smaller courser. I was six thousand. Yeah. An, by yeah. the end of the day, I was like maybe eight thousand because the other steps, but on the course. Mm-hmm. And again, the shittier you are, the more steps you're going to get into. You know, you're walking into the woods and. Back and forth and back and forth. Back and forth and back and forth until yeah, somebody
0: you know, pushes you down. I drop
1: you know, yeah. I, you know. For every one shot you take, I've taken two, which means I'm out of the cart and walking to the mm-hmm. Ball. Mm-hmm. on and on and mm-hmm. on. Figure mm-hmm. 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 it out, figure
3: it
0: out. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, it's time to uh, talk a little real estate with our friend Michael Clausen, so hang on a second here. You know, it's there's nothing that gets uh people more excited. And talking real estate especially on uh, this uh, market and uh, we've enlisted the uh, the services of Michael Claussen, real estate agent at 1111 Realty and there he is hey Mike what's going on man
5: hey guys how's it going good dude good to
0: see you. good to see yeah, you, you. I, I, I was just saying it's really it's always good having our conversations with you because you know it's quite a topic can uh, people afford housing should you be putting money into real estate? Just before we talk about specifics, what I, I always like to begin with you, like what's your overall perspective these days? Because I know there's a lot of people listening, myself included, are just wondering what to do and what's the state of the market.
5: So August was actually pretty decent. We saw an uptick in the resale side of things, which was very nice. Uh, everybody knows, you know, the Bank of Canada raised interest uh, three-quarters of a point last week. Yes. Um, I think it's going to take a few weeks for us to see, maybe a month to see the effect of that one way or another. Uh, We're not going to see the August inflation numbers until September 20th. So if those numbers come out, you know, as a decrease like they did in July, uh, I think that's going to make a big difference for uh, uh, purchasers' confidence. So right now we're sort of in a sort of an in, in even even position at the moment.
0: Like things where, are pretty neutral. They haven't really moved up or down.
5: Yeah, like like I said, we saw an uptick in sales in August, and um, the rental market is still on fire. The rental market's crazy. Uh, so if you're if you're looking to rent something, it's it's not easy right now. Um, but uh, sales pre-construction sales definitely cooled off in the summer. There's been a couple sites that have come out recently that are, are seeing some good action. We've got one of them, which I'm happy to talk about after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm finding that pre-construction is following resale right now. So as long as the resale keeps going like it has been and keeps picking up, I think we're in for a decent fall and an excellent spring.
1: Um, the resale market I, probably the most dramatic change I mean beyond price would be um, multiple offer thing is sort of ended now and mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, home inspections are, are back uh, in the picture. Yes. Would you not agree? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: There are a few pockets, believe it or not, that still get multiples. It's kind of crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, Milton in that entry level, sort of 900 to 1.1, 1.2, will still entry. get multiples. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but whereas six months ago they were getting 20 yes. 30 offers, now yeah. it's two or three sort of thing. Right. But yeah, for the most part, you know,
1: you mentioned uh, Milton, you know, and people got to get their heads around. Uh, there's life outside of Toronto, right? And your dollar yeah. goes farther, obviously. Yeah.
5: absolutely. You've got one land transfer tax outside of Toronto. That's a big one. Um, you, you, a lot of times, you'll get more bang for your buck, more, more lot, mm-hmm. you know, more uh, yard. Uh, we've got an amazing site actually that we just launched uh, for Valor Homes. They're a Burlington builder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got this incredible site called Blue Point Lookout. It's actually on Lake Huron. Okay, and it is spectacular. Like steps to the lake, right between Sarnia and Grand Bend.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: So I don't know if any of you guys have ever been out that way to vacation.
0: It's amazing. I got to let me just jump in, Mike. Until yeah. this summer, because I was in Sarnia, yeah, and uh, I had never been. Like it's stunning there. That whole Grand Bend area. I had no idea. I mean I've been in the Kawarthas, and I've been the Muskogas. But it's funny, it, it's not that far. It's a couple hours, but it's that's a right. it's a completely different world. It's very the whole community is kinda of like a real beach vibe there. And uh, and so tell us a little bit about your development.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So that that's sort of our main our main point is, you know, you obviously everybody knows Muskoka, Everybody knows Kawarthas. But you're sitting in a lot of traffic. And there's just, and it's about the same time. It's two, two and a half hours to get to this to Sarnia Grand Bend area, and there's no traffic. I don't know why people don't, more people don't know about this region, but it is spectacular. Like you're sitting on the edge of Lake Huron, which, by the way, National Geographic has rated as one of the top ten sunsets in the world. Mm -hmm. That's how incredible this is, and you feel like you're sitting on the ocean. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable.
1: You know, Mike, my, my uh, daughter and um, her kids and her husband, uh, okay. this weekend they uh, spent at the Pinery, and the pictures oh, she, yeah. she sent back... It's yeah. what you It I, I looked like they were in Florida. It was a beautiful yeah. weekend, sunny sky, and it looked like an ocean. You're right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, that beach area. Mineries down. out that way. I was going to say, yeah.
0: that beach area there, Mike, it really does. That's what it reminded me to, Freddie. It's like you're on the edge of the ocean, and it's just a different vibe. It's diff- it's, I'll tell you, it's a different vibe than the Korthas and the Muskokas. Oh, yeah. That, that's, a, that's more of the sort of the classic Ontario, you know, uh, shield trees. That mm-hmm. Grand Band Sarnia, that, that vibe is mm-hmm. definitely more sort of uh, ocean-esque Florida, California. And what's the property? like? Do, do you want people to... Yeah. It, what, can you tell us the name and then tell us a little bit about it and then we'll tell Absolutely. people how to get more information.
5: So it's called Blue Point Lookout okay. and it's, it's right on Lake Huron uh, about 15 minutes north of Sarnia and about 30 minutes north of Grand Bend about 20 minutes north of the Pinery. Super nice drive up and down Lake Shore you know very easy to get in between the different towns. We've got 126 lots. They're all 50 and 60 foot lots, bungalows and bungalow lofts only. And uh, a beautiful clubhouse is being built on site for exclusive use of all the owners, which will have a heated pool, heated outdoor pool, barbecue areas, a party room, gym, full change rooms. And that's all included with your purchase. Mm-hmm. And, again, we're talking about a 50- or a 60-foot lot starting at 777000 Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, as you say, for the price of a one-bedroom condo in Toronto, you can get a, yeah. you can get a lot more somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. And you can
5: have an incredible place to go to. You know, yeah. in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 amazing. Well, you know, until
0: you came on the call today, Mike, I was telling these guys, uh, I just I'm getting to the point in my life where I was thinking of moving back to Saskatchewan and just you know working the land. But this seems like a much easier option. <laughs> this seems like a much, yeah, much really it's a better option. Maybe this will be a, a transition
1: step for me, Mike. And Mike, any plans for a development in like Buffalo Jump or whatever the place is called out there? In, uh, Heads, head head smashed in
0: Buffalo Jump. 11-11-11 realtyca is where you find more about this property and yeah. others. And it's always good checking in with you. And we hope you have a good time doing it because we think it's great information that we like to share with our audience. On behalf of 1111realty.ca, Michael Clawson, I tell you that it's good information and we hope you have a great uh, month. We'll talk to you soon.
5: Thank you, everybody. And just go to bluepointlookout.com.
0: Bluepointlookout.com. We'll yes. Very Ballard good word. Holmes. All right. All right. Well, thanks for yeah. I appreciate that information because I was seriously on the. I was seriously ready to move back to the prairies, but now you've. Because I do like (laughs) that area. Thanks, Mikey. Bye
1: guys. Um, tell you that area he's talking about is just so cool. Um, I was more impressed when you exclaimed. You exclaimed. I've been in the Muskokas I've been in the Kawthas. You're quite the world traveler. (laughs) Pushing
2: out the boundaries. (laughs) All right.
0: I've been. I've been there.
2: <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I've been places. Yeah. I've been everywhere, man. man. Dirty underwear, man. Have yeah. you been to Head and Smashed in Buffalo Park? Are you talking to
0: me? Yeah.
2: Well, who else? <laughs> have Fred, uh, I know Fred has not been to head smashed in Buffalo. Head smashed park in in Buffalo yeah. jump. I have actually. It's outside of Lethbridge, isn't it? Yeah, between you yeah, sort of yeah, sort of like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Or or that no, no it's on flattish. the way to it's on the way to your uncle's, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have been there. Yeah.
1: How we didn't when we were in Saskatchewan, didn't we go to a place with a weird name? Buffalo not? Pound. Oh Buffalo Pound. That's right, that lake right. right.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a lake uh, about I don't know, twenty minutes north of Moose Jaw. Uh, some
1: something... say Buffalo
2: Pound, my <laughs> <laughs> That's where I met you there in the Fort Quapell Qu- Qu- Valley. There, there was some sort of. Um... That's where know you know met you me. At, me? <laughs> yeah, at uh, what was it called? Beach Fest at or beach, something? Beach Fest or something? Wasn't that's know. where I was met you, you and
0: uh, yeah, know. there was yeah. like a thing going on, and you, I was hosting it, and you and Lumby, or had you been hired? I can't remember. Just barely, or just before I got hired. Yeah, and my brother got some chicks. Did we what? Pick up some chicks. Yes, because we were in the C-H-A-B mobile, (laughs) mobile van. Hey, ladies. Uh, I always dreamed of, always dreamed of uh, dating a guy with one lazy eye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. All right. Yeah. Uh, Old grandpa woke up about 3.30 this morning and I'm not sure if I went back to sleep for very long. So I'm definitely going to have a nap today.
1: How are you going to drag your ass around a golf course today if you if you have you have no no Freddie no golf oh
0: today no golf it's an off day, yeah, I got some grown up shit to do today <laughs> off tomorrow though right, yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously See? golf tomorrow i didn't even know but i knew yeah and then thursday too i'm yeah. going out with one of our clients brett tanner from the chamber plan tanner financial and then you take friday off uh i am taking friday off and then i'm golfing yeah. saturday sunday monday yeah, and uh big tournament. tournament big tournament yeah big tournament oh, yeah. Yeah. after yesterday's shitting festival i need to get back on that horse right Um, All right, boys. Well, how
1: how bad was it? I think the people want to hear what bad is for you. Seriously.
0: I shot 83. And that's only (laughs) the uh, second time in two months that I've shot over 80. Mm -hmm. My last five scores were like 75, 75, 70, 72, 72, 83. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Hellman. We got a little bit stung yesterday. That was a little bit of like, ooh, that didn't feel great. Did not feel great. Didn't feel terrible, but did not, didn't feel great. Well, it's,
1: not all right? yeah. it's all perspective, right? It's all perspective. Cloudy skies, maybe. Uh, humidity it's, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let me tell you about perspective. Give me some. I have a buddy. All right. He reads three to four books a week. He gets to exercise a couple of times a week. And he has sex three times a day. Mm. And all he wants to talk about is being in jail. I, I
0: don't,
2: I'm sorry, I'm missing something. <laughs> this is a joke. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah. What did, I so, what did I miss? That he has sex three times a day.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Oh, he's in jail. in jail. Ah, I get a Great life perspective. in jail. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't
1: believe you didn't get that joke <laughs> well, right off the hop. I know exactly. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Brampton, Seinfeld I didn't quite do it. didn't. Uh, <laughs> I just was waiting. I wasn't sure what was going on. I'm not what? I'm not the sharp. I told you I woke up at 3:30, didn't I? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, anyway, the, the quality of the uh, the joke is also the delivery part of was it, right?
0: fantastic. I, yeah, I, I yeah, it's yeah, me, yeah, not you. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right. Oh, even my wife laughed at that
0: one. <laughs> oh, what is she? Because she's the Queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, tomorrow we got another show, and then Thursday again. What the hell, man? Tomorrow, Bill Brio will drop in, and of course the Sherpa joins us because it's Wednesday, and that's the rule. Now here's Dan.
2: This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Go Daddy, and Health Cage. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us, humble and fred at com. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, the more you walk, the more likely you are to remember to listen to this show. And as Fred says, when all else fails, sucking on it
1: out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone, bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands.
0: Where's that?